This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Chatting with you at 1-800-919-3776. Thursday night edition of the show. We thank you for joining us here on 98.7. And uh, we got a lot to do. We're, we're talking right now a little bit of the Knicks, so you can join in with that. Also hit us up on Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at ESPNNY98 underscore 7 FM at Gordon Damer. But we also have a very special announcement, don't we, Gordon? Yes, we do. Larry, This is th- it's that time of year again, Larry. We're into March, Ooh. and that means that Selection Sunday is right around the corner. The NCAA tournament, college basketball, everybody in the pool. And mm. uh, historically, we have always kind of uh, celebrated March Madness with our own kind of tournament of some kind, uh, either TV shows or movies. Last year, we did the theme songs, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we have come to a decision on what the frame of this year's tournament will be. Outstanding. We will be asking for the audience's help in uh, coming up with the field, obviously. We did it a couple of years ago. It was a lot. Well, I didn't give it away yet there, Harvey. You you need a longer drum roll. We did it a couple of years ago. It had some controversy. It had a lot of juice. Mm -hmm. So we are bringing back... The rewatchable movie bracket. Ooh. Those movies that you find on the T, te- you come home, you do the, the circle around the channels, and you see the movie. You say, you know what, now i got to stay up until 2 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and watch this they, all the way. Even though I came in midway through, i got to watch it to the end. So um, if, it's, if it's Shawshank Redemption, if it's Godfather, if it's Good Goodfellas was the champion last. I think we might have to remove Goodfellas mm-hmm. from the conversation this time. Yeah. But we're going to do it a little bit different. We'll save that for when we get to uh, the unveiling of the field of 64. Mm-hmm. But yes, the rewatchable movie bracket. So Larry will have his list. I'll have my list. Joe will be on the list to, to come up with, the and, and Harvey as well. They'll come up with their rewatchable movies. But we need the audience. Absolutely. The audience is, is very important in filling out the bracket. And then we will put up, a, we'll unveil a new region the first week. And you can vote on Twitter, either at Hardesty ESPN or at Gordon Damer. And uh, we'll see who is the, the most rewatchable movie this time around. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. It should be. It is going to be interesting. There's a lot of people, when you unveil the field... You think 64 movies, that's a lot of movies, mm-hmm. but you got to break them into the four different regions. Now, last time, we broke it up into drama, comedy, mm-hmm. action, and then we had a wild card region. I think we're going to shake up the regions this time. It's not going to okay. break down that same way. So uh, we'll have some conversations on the selection committee and see what we come up with. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, looking forward to it. It's, like, it's always wait, a lot of fun. Can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah, it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be fun. It's a lot of fun, and um, you know, I got me thinking about some movies, Gordon. I'm like, wow, how many? Yeah, I'm looking I'm like, how many movies have I rewatched? <laughs> there's, there's a few of them. There's some of them that are the ones that pop right off the top of your head. Yes, yes. but then there's the other ones that you say, oh yeah, you know what? I always send, I always end up watching that one more. So yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. It's always fun to unveil the field. We'll do it uh, in a couple of weeks. But, uh, yeah, we're looking for your suggestions. So, again, at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer, if there's that one rewatchable movie. You know, look, 
I think we're going to have the obvious ones, right? The ones mm-hmm. I mentioned, Godfather or yeah. uh, Shawshank or Jaws or yeah. Die Hard. Or, yeah. But if there's one that, you know, flies a little under the radar, if you mm-hmm. have a list of them, yeah. tweet us and uh, give us your list and we yeah. will take it under consideration. Every tweet. Un- See, this is the beauty of this show is that unlike the Michael K show or the guys in the morning you know, they're so popular and so so busy. Mm-hmm. You might tweet them. They might see it. They might not. We will see it. We will respond. So give us your list. At Hardest to ESPN and at Gordon Damer. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's well, the answer! That is the answer, Don. Thank you, sir. 1-800-919-3776. Back to the phones we go. We'll talk Giants in a couple of minutes, Gordon, because I just, I, I, tongue, tongue-tied. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Hey, good. Uh, how you guys doing? Hey, Jose. What's going on, man? Oh, not much. I just wanted to, you know, get my quick thoughts in about the Knicks because I definitely agreed with your points with Thibodeau making a lot of adjustments because I was actually talking to my friend earlier and I was just like, you know, for all the stuff, you know, for all the things that we, you know, criticized him for the last two years of not starting young people. He's actually started a lot of the young guys and uh, increased a lot of their minutes and they've actually shown, you know, to be very useful and, you know, contribute to a lot of wins leading games. So I really think, you know, that was my point to throw in there about Thibodeau as well. I think he's kind of evolved a little, um, but there's still much more to go though. Yeah, you're right, Jose. And and thanks for your thoughts. You know, Gordon, it was funny because when he was, being spoken about i remember he was while he was working for us for a minute right mm-hmm. he was going around various nba teams and he was watching how coaches handled their practices and when i heard that i'm like you know that's smart he understands that that's one of the reasons why he's unemployed is because of how he handles players, how he handles the practices and time and, and minutes played and no rookie, all the things that you kind of thought were kind of staples or kind of misleading because he played a young there. I mean, he played, he, he'll play young players if they're outstanding players that you, you have no reason to sit, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, just your, just your draft choices to give them guys a chance to get into to the game. He's over the years, he's been kind of reluctant to do that. So I figured, wow, he's going around, he's learning. These are the things that he's got to change. So he knows that. And the first time with the Knicks, he didn't really change anything, <laughs> right? No. But this year, he has. So, you know, and it started with the nine man rotation, Gordon. It did. And it started him sitting down Evan Fournier, who very rarely gets off the bench to play. And sitting down Derrick Rose, which I got to be honest with you, I was a little surprised because he loves Derrick Rose like he is his firstborn son. Mm-hmm. And so for him to put him on the bench, and yeah, there might have been some other things that we don't know about. Maybe, the, you know, he's got some injury. Maybe he's not, you know, we know he's not the Derrick Rose that he used to be. Um, and he's doing great things behind the scenes from from the writers and folks that we hear about. But it's just, you know, for him to make those adjustments right away and bench those guys for younger players, Gordon, that was just, that was like a a sign that, you know, he realized that he needed to make some changes on this team. Yeah, I I think he took it uh, at at that stage. Again, think back. The the whispers were starting to get a little louder about the hot seat and Mm -hmm. and maybe that it was time to make a change and you had to find somebody else, Kenny Payne or whoever it was going to be that was going to take over the job of head coach. 
And I think he kind of took it as a bottom line kind of mentality. Like if I'm going down, this is the way I'm going down. And it worked. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, and that has been the turnaround for the Knicks this year and it's just gotten better and better. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I think that he really kind of, in some areas, didn't really have much of a choice. Um, so he did kind of have to go with some younger players because he had no other choice. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. he couldn't keep putting Fournier out there. Derrick Rose wasn't getting it done. So um, some of the changes he made are surprising considering who we think Tibbs is, but it has certainly worked out. 1-800-919-3776. Trey's in Brooklyn. What's up, Trey? What's going on, fellas? Trey, what's going on, my man? Yo, shout out to Harv and Joe, man. The dudes be doing an awesome job every night. I'm really feeling, I'm really feeling uh, what the field is going to be. I'm going to just throw one out there real quick for you. I'm going to throw one out there. This is my throwaway. You ready for my throwaway, Gordon? Yeah, give me a throwaway, please. Running scared. Running scared, Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal, Billy Crystal yep, absolutely. and the late, great Gregory Hines. Gregory High, they were great. They were very funny. Uh, Jimmy Smits was in that. He mm -hmm. was the, 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 the uh, arch villain. Also, a, a very young but hairline receding Joe Pantoliano, Joey Pants. He's been in a thousand things. <laughs> yes, he has sir. been in so, and he's always good. Yep. Always good. But not as good as my Knicks. Not as good as my Knicks. Um, I, was telling, I was telling Joe. The the revelation of, of Brunson. I remember when we signed it. You remember everybody said that we overpaid? Remember that? Yep. We overpaid $100 million. It's relative. The money is the same. It's the same, man. Like, you know, Barkley, I think Barkley said when he came in the league, the average salary was $200,000. Mm. Ah, man, that was 84. The bad old days. Yeah. So, I mean, the money is relative. Things, you know, things cost more now, so that's what it is. We... Personally, we stole him. I tweeted out last night. I said, I said, "Is it too early to get this man a contract extension?" <laughs> Is it too? I, I want to know what what are the CBA ramifications? Can we please give him some money right now? Yeah, you know, I mean. The the sense of calm that we have with this point guard is amazing. I say it all the time at nauseum. So it's the it it's the it's about those other pieces. That's what it's going to come down to in the playoffs, man. They're going to try to take Brunson away in the playoffs. You know that. That's the best we got. That's what we got. And he's the catalyst behind how our offense runs. So they're going to try to take that away, whoever we play in the first round. And I am so sick and tired of hearing you-know-who on his great show on ESPN every day talking about Donovan Mitchell. He's not here. Mm -hmm. Why are we still talking about this man? I'm, yo, yo, happy that I'm happy for him, but come on, man, we can't, we we can't keep going down the Donovan Mitchell lane, man. Well, I'm not living in my rearview mirror with this thing, y'all. It's over with. We got who we got. We about yep. to start getting geared up for the playoffs, man. That's what we need to be. That's what we need to be talking about, not Donovan Mitchell and what he we would have if he was here. Nah, man. And and I want that dude. And you know who I'm talking about. I ain't gotta say I his do. name because he get too much pop already. I ain't gotta say his name. He know who he is. Don't come to the garden. Stay at your house. <laughs> keep the keep the mojo going because we don't need you there right now. We don't need you there. Period. You know, to me, you kind of a fraudy fan anyway, man. So stay at your house. It's a beautiful home. I see you on Facebook and all that's wild. Stay at your house, man, because we doing something special. If you don't want to be part of it, man, don't come later. Don't come later. And I'm not like we go win the chip this year, but don't come later when this success starts building because it's building. There's no question about it, Trey. Thanks for the phone call. Hey, Gordon, you know why? <laughs> 
You know why Barkley got that little bit of money? Why is that? As a salary? You know, in 1986, two years after he made that salary, it's the last year that CBS aired an NBA playoff time game on tape delay. There you go. Yeah, wow. Now they got money. They're in prime mm-hmm. time, baby. Yeah. Prime time. The tape. Gordon, can you imagine? Think about this. The NBA Finals. Yeah. Tape delay. In 1986. Not 1950. No. <laughs> not, not, 1986 is not that long ago, Larry. Well, unless you're a Met fan. That's, unless you're a Met fan. Yeah, yeah, it's a while. It's a long time. <laughs> it's a long time. The game aired, Gordon, at 11.30 Eastern on CBS. Wow. Tape delay. wild. NBA Finals. Game three. NBA Finals. NBA Finals. Unbelievable. We've come a long way, baby. Yeah. (laughs) More of your calls next on 9870 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. You know, Gordon, this running is a scared soundtrack, Larry. Yes. Yeah. This is great game show music, too. I would have went with a little Sweet Freedom by uh, Michael McDonald or a little Patti LaBelle, but, mm-hmm. you know. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. Choice. They're doing what they can. That's Harvey. That's it. Harve. Harvey sometimes is is hold, holding his own show while our show is on the air. <laughs> well, they both do. They they you know, yeah. they both had their own show, a little podcasting on the other end. You know, mm-hmm. they, they they're doing their thing. They are doing their thing, like we are with Lee in Manhattan. What's up, Lee? Gentlemen, what's happening, Lee? Listen. I don't know if you gentlemen remember a couple of weeks ago when I happened to call in. I had happened to ask, where do you think the Knicks would be between 45 and 47 wins? Would that put them, you know, in a six or in a five position? I don't know if I, like I said, I don't know if either one of you remember this, but do you know right now that if the Knicks can stay the course and play 500 ball, and get the and get the forty and get the thirty. Let's say forty six, thirty six. Do you know that the, the Knicks would actually be a number four seat? Yeah, we know, Lee. And, and you, if you look at if you look at if you look at Milwaukee, and Milwaukee's mm-hmm. got what forty six, forty seven wins, and they're right now in first place. Mm-hmm. Okay, all they're doing is waiting to clinch, and then Giannis can get healthy because once Giannis get healthy for the playoffs, okay, everybody got to go through Milwaukee. Five, four, five. You got four teams right now in the East, and this is I want to ask you guys this question. I think the Knicks can possibly catch Cleveland. You still got Miami, even though Brooklyn is sliding. Okay, you still got to worry about Atlanta. So you got four teams to fill up three positions. Okay, Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, one, two, three, barring any barring any injuries. Okay, you got to worry about, of course, if come the playoff time, a healthy Joel Embiid, which Harden is going to show up, (laughs) and then you got a problem. Philly is going to be hard for anybody. And right now, as you know, three played the five. I don't want to see the Knicks in the five seat. Well, three plays okay. six. Or should I say three plays six? Yeah, three plays six. You don't want to. You don't want to 
see the Knicks drop down to a six to possibly go up against Philly in the first round. Okay? Here's my question to you all. Mm-hmm. Knicks, four seed. Who would you rather see them play in the first round, Cleveland or Miami? Well, I'll tell you this, Lee, and, and thanks for the phone call, my friend. It's always good hearing from you. I, Gordon, you think Miami could get that hot and move No, I don't think state? that. I mean, I, I would rather face so. Miami. Um, yeah, I would too. But I don't think they're going to get that high, Lee. I, I, you know, I don't know, but that means Cleveland would have to drop off the face of the earth. Yeah, and, and Miami would have to show a, a level of consistency that they have not shown all season. Yeah. Now that that might be that might be the more likely thing to happen mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. Cleveland dropping off the face of the map. But I mean, both of them would have to happen. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because right now, Lee, Cleveland's in fourth, the Knicks are in fifth. So you don't you have like eighteen, nineteen games. I guess I haven't done know how both of them, but they both have about between seventeen and nineteen games left. So you figure of those seventeen and nineteen games, they probably are, they might flip flop. But it's pro- the way you see it now. The only thing I would say is four and five will probably be close to the way it is, either Cleveland or the Knicks. One of them will be in four. One of them will be in five. But I think Miami could be six, Gordon. I really do. And I think the Nets are going to slide to the play-in. I, I think Miami, of those teams, I think Miami's the one that's going to get the hottest. Is Could uh, Atlanta get hot? They could, and it would be interesting to see how they respond to, to the new a coach. new coach. Yeah. Quinn Snyder. Now mm-hmm. it's late in the season, so I think that's working against them uh, because it's so late in, in in the season for you to to bring a new coach in. Um, but we'll see, you know. But you know, as I'm pu- I'm putting up the standings right now, and so we've got uh, Atlanta is actually a game and a half behind Miami in eighth. They're thirty-one and thirty-one, fourteen out. Miami is 33 and 30, 12 and a half out. So they they're um a game and a half and two and and one in the loss column. Yeah, and and a new coach it would not be all that shocking that mm-hmm. that's they something respond. that could get them going because they have clearly underachieved this year as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they're big damn I mean Gordon they're they're giving up 117 points a game. So they're scoring enough 116 mm-hmm. 9, they're just not playing any D. There's not playing any defense. That, yeah. That's their issue. You know, they've won six out of ten. And part of that, I don't know, I don't think all that is with the new, I don't think all that's with Snyder. Uh, but, you know, it's it's you know it's a possibility that they could move up. So, you know, I just, man, I just, Gordon, can you just think about this for a second? If you're a Net fan right now, you're just like, uh, what, the, what the hell is going on? What happened to my team? Well, it was Kyrie. Kyrie, you can't wonder what happened to your team. It's Kyrie. Kyrie happened to your team because as soon as he wanted out and made it clear that he was going to, you know, he wanted out and he was going to kick his heels up and, and stomp his feet and hold his breath, that broke up the whole thing. Now, maybe they wouldn't have been able to win a championship anyway, but once that happened, it was it But it's like, why did but, – but, but why did Durant leave? See, we jump on Harden, right? Because he just left them. But in a sense, Durant did the same thing Harden did. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, but Harden, 
the the path for Harden to get what he wanted was still there. It was just like he was going to have to carry more of the load for a little while until mm-hmm. Durant got back. Yes. And you'd figure when Durant got back, maybe Kyrie would get on the same page, but you know, maybe they wouldn't need him as much. Once Kyrie was gone, Durant looked around and he knew Ben Simmons wasn't going to be <laughs> riding to the rescue anytime soon. So he said, you know what? And and he, I'm sure he kind of took it as a slight, as in, you are, when we got here, we were running the show, and now you're saying we're not running the show, so get me off the show. But there's no show. There's no show now. You're, you're, oh, you no, there's no show now. Show. Yeah, you, well, you he, was the show. The show. He, he was the show. He was the show, and they finally took the power back from him and Kyrie because Kyrie was just, you know, he was uncontrollable and, and, and unreliable. And um, once that happened, and what, really this all started when the Nets decided they weren't going to, you know, set $200 million on fire and give Kyrie Irving the max contract. Which exactly. They, I mean, they would have been negligent as an organization yeah. doing that. But Can't do that. That, that put the whole ball in motion. Which he will find out in Dallas. <laughs> right. He's not getting the max down there either. No. Not getting the max. There's no way they're going to give him the max in multiple years. You, Any you team that would do that for a guy who has the, the, the resume of inconsistency and, and um, I don't, don't want to say insubordination, but, I, I mean, he just destroys everything he touches after a while. He just yeah. can't help himself. He's like, he's like uh, I'm watching right now uh, Better Call Saul with my son. Mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. like Better Call. He, even when things are all good and he's got the job at Davis and May, he just can't help himself. He's got he's to go the wrong way. He just can't help himself. That's just who yeah. Kyrie Irving is. And, yeah. and look, it'll happen in Dallas too. Mm-hmm. No question. And they'll be saying the same thing that we said here. Great talent, unbelievable uh, Unbelievable talent. talent. No question about it. You know, does some good things off the court, but boy, the things he doesn't, the things that oh. just overshadows everything he does on and off the court. It just overshadows everything. Everything. It's crazy. When we return, we'll take more of your phone calls on the, the Knicks and other things. Plus, Gordon, is that really true about Daniel Jones folks asking for $45 more, million? Dollars? More than $45 million. We'll discuss it next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. We'll get back to the phones in a second, but Gordon, uh, Pat Leonard reported it. He tweeted it out. Breaking news. It's, It's crazy. Daniel Jones reps are seeking more than $45 million per year as the Giants work daily on a new deal, according to league sources. That is uh, Pat Leonard reporting that of the Daily News. He's the Giants beat writer. Wow. So I can say, Gordon, wow. Yeah, and uh, in the story, he talks about how that's $8 million more than what the Giants would have to pay Jones if they franchise tagged him twice. Wow. So uh, that might be why, why there's uh, so much going back and forth. Now, he also has only five quarterbacks average $45 million a year on their current deals. Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, and Patrick Mahomes. But Joe Burrow's coming up. Uh, Herbert's coming up. Jalen Hurts is coming up. Lamar Jackson is going to eclipse that, I'm sure, this offseason. Uh, the Bills, Josh Allen averages 43 a year but can reach $48 million with incentives, so um, with the cap going up, 
this is Jones's chance to to cash out. Now, look, I don't think he's going to get more than forty five million. I don't think that this is going to um, end up making the Giants rethink their quarterback position, but. It does take away the possibility, which a lot of people were floating today, of using the franchise tag on Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. That's right. So now you, now you almost have to pick your poison if you're the Giants. Do you want to franchise the quarterback and keep him uh, in for at least one more year? But then you're going to have to sign the running back to probably, what, a three-year deal? Yeah, I think so. 13, $14 million? He's not going to sign the two-year deal. No, he's not. Mm-mm. See, like the franchise tag would be perfect for Saquon because then, yeah, $10 million for a running back. Okay, fine. But that would require them to come up with some. And it almost seems like they're moving further away than getting closer. It's true. It's true. Joe Shane was on Good Morning Football on the NFL Network, and he was asked, have you spoken with Daniel Jones? Yeah, the way Daniel's wired, he was in the building Monday getting a workout really? in. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I I, yeah. so I had a good conversation with Daniel. We've talked throughout this whole process, and you know he knows how we feel about him, and he knows how Dave's and the coaching staff feels about him. So we do have those personal conversations, and it, this is his first time going through free agency. And I just tell him like, there's a business side to this too that you haven't been exposed to. So just understand like it's going to get worse before it gets better, and we'll, we'll we'll find a way to bridge the gap. And it doesn't change the way we feel about you. So take out any type of personal or emotional, and just understand saying it's a business and hopefully find a comfortable landing spot for both parties. All right. So, uh, Joe, how do you feel about the Jones deal after meeting his agents the last couple of days? You're starting to feel the time crunch a little bit. I wish we were a little bit closer on a deal than what we are right now. But again, there's there's still time. We're going to circle back up again today at some point and, and meet with his representatives. And again, Daniel played well this year. We'd like to have him back. You know, again, we have different options in terms of whether it's a contract extension or utilizing the franchise tag. So in an ideal world, we'd get something done with him. All right, so did you expect to have to pay both Jones and Barkley? Yeah, I was hoping that would be. It's a good problem to have. It's a good problem to have. It means that both guys have have performed. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's where, again, you know, Saquon went number two in the draft for a reason. So when he was coming out and you evaluate him, you're like, Jesus, this guy's a heck of a player. He he had really, you know, really good production early in his career and then had an unfortunate injury. And no different than Daniel. You know, again, the the supporting cast maybe around him early on in his career. And one of our emphasis last offseason was, hey, how can we get the best out of Daniel Jones? And, you know, we made some improvements to the offensive line. And, you know, we did our best to create an offense that would accentuate his strengths. And, you know, I feel, you know, you saw the results on the field yeah you did I mean both of them had really good seasons Gordon there's no question about it and we both agreed that they deserve their money but I, that's a lot of money for Daniel Jones Gordon after yeah, just and, one year yeah and it's the the offseason is supposed to be about improving the team as well and, and part of the reason why you felt good about improving the team was oh well we got all this cap space and we now have somebody that's going to be able to use that effectively but you know, if you're if you're signing Daniel Jones to forty million dollars, oh. that's what four. And look, he did have a good year, and I think he can improve. I hope he can improve off of mm-hmm. even that. But yeah, forty million dollars a year. Yeah. I I just think for them, it would be in this situation, it's better for them to franchise Jones, and 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 take the hit two two uh, three years with Barkley. It Oof. just is. It is. Because because otherwise, what, you're going to pay him 45 a year? Well, if the cap or, continues to go up, and if that's just what the – like, how many guys do you think will end up making 45 as starting quarterbacks in the NFL? Will that be – if you make 45, will you be top 7, top 10, top 12? 
next year? Yeah. Because you're assuming uh, if you're signing him to, let's just say 45, just for argument's sake. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're signing him to five years, right? Yeah. Four years. Maybe yeah. you have an out after year three that you can figure out. But, you know, it's, you're going to stretch out the contract so you have the most amount of flexibility. How many guys, by the time this comes around next year, how many guys are going to be making 45? A lot of guys. He's a probably going to be only like top 10. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, Lamar's going to make much more than that. Oh, much more. <laughs> Rightfully so. He was an MVP. Yeah. I mean, Rodgers is making 58 already. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, he's going to he be. Gave you the, I was giving you the list there, right? Like you yeah. have Herbert. He's going to be making a ton. Jalen yep. Hurts is going to be making a ton. Joe Burrow is going to be making a ton. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson is going to be making a ton. You already got four guys there that are making more than that. Yeah. So you're talking about Daniel Jones being paid as a top 10 quarterback. I Look, I don't know. Maybe uh, Derek Carr is going to be not too far behind. It's true. He might be. He now, I don't think he's going to get 45, but let's say it's 42. Mm-hmm. It sounds insane, but. It does. And, and the reason why it sounds insane is because I mean, Mahomes is getting, what, 49? <laughs> uh, 45 a year. Yeah. So I'm, the average. Yeah, that's a, so that's like, a that is a bargain. There's only three absolutely. million dollars difference between this and that. Yeah, it's hard to fathom, Gordon. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's hard. it's it's tough. I get you. It is. It is. But you know, listen, he's and you know the Giants don't want to give him all that money. No, they clearly don't. Otherwise, he'd be signed. Of course. Yeah, so this, they don't. This might go a while. This may, this is this is leading to the franchise tag. It feels like. Yeah, it does. I think they have to franchise tag him. I don't think they have, you know, I don't think they have a choice because they still have to improve the team. They still need more money. Yeah. And they got to restructure they, some folks' money. Like, you know, Leonard Williams' money's got, he's supposed to make $15 million this year. And they got until Tuesday, right? Yeah. To, to decide who's going to be the franchise tag. There's, there's, a lot, there's going to be a lot of new math working. <laughs> They're going to be running the numbers. Run the numbers again. <laughs> it's like the office crunched those numbers again. They're going to be borrowing your, uh, your your computer that you use for Aaron Rodgers updates. Yes. Oh, they need the logarithm. Absolutely. You We've not be... checked that in a while. There's not been any uh, well, new you know. updates from the algorithm. No, nah, he's he has crashed that. Yeah, <laughs> the gobbledygook he gave us last night. <laughs> the computer just started smoking and just uh, went kaput. Yeah, the danger, danger. It blew up. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it's over. Exactly. When we return, we'll take your phone calls plus. <laughs> Robert Salas spoke, Gordon. He and did. Think, yes, he did. Oh, and he wait. wants he wants one of his quarterbacks back. No, not that one. The other one. Well, oh, we'll explain it next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, yeah. No, Mike, Mike uh, I know... Uh, feel like I probably should be talking about him more. Mike Mike deserves every bit to be talked about. He should be on this roster also. And he's, uh, you know, we carried three last year. But, uh, again, he's going through his process. And uh, and it's just something that, uh, obviously, we're keeping close tabs on. So, Mike White could be back, Gordon Damer. I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> Along with Zach Wilson and somebody else. Oh, could you imagine that quarterback room? Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Especially if Rodgers is there. <laughs> Whew. <laughs> 
That would be some QB room. I'll be honest. I can. I. I would like to be in the room. I'd like to be a fly in the wall when Rogers introduces Zach Wilson to some stuff. That might blow his mind. All the he looked are uncomfortable at the draft when guys are flashing signs. You know. I know. He might. Uh, he'll need. Might, a, he'll need another book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, might, he might need another book. <laughs> deep reading. Deep. Deep reading. Yeah, very deep. Go read a book. Go do something. Yeah, do something. He's doing something now. Now go read a book. <laughs> Help yeah, us out. Exactly. So, Robert Sala, what would signing a veteran quarterback mean for that young man who needs to read the book two years down the road? You can't look at it that way. You guys know me. It's stay in the moment and try to do everything we can to help everyone get better, be the best version of themselves they can be. So whether, you know, we, we bring in a guy who's in his early 30s and, and you know he's going to be here for a while, the focus is to just help him get better as best as he can. And if his best gets to be showcased here as a New York Jet, awesome. If not, it's still awesome because that all we want is what's best for him and his development, no different than any other player on our roster. That's our job to make sure that we're doing everything we can to help them find ways to reach their max potential as coaches coaches and and then Joe and his staff their job is to continue to push the envelope and finding players who can continue to maintain that standard so to answer your question I don't have it for two years from now I don't don't know what that means I just know our focus is to try to help him get as best as he can early 30s means Derek Carr Gordon yeah early 30s means Derek Carr doesn't mean Aaron Rodgers no yeah that could be the way He's but, with me. I'm, 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 I'm done with Rodgers. <laughs> Not that I thought he was coming anyway. Now, even if I thought he was coming, I don't want him. Keep holding my business up. He's not. He, he's fabulous quarterback. I don't need. I don't need that headache. It's a preview of what I'm going to have to do a year from now. Oh, I'm sitting in the same spot. Absolutely. You're going to have to put up with so much more nonsense. But the talent, when he's on, when he's engaged. Yeah, I know. But when is that going to be? I don't know. Is he is he done? I know, he could be near the end. But he with Derek, last Derek year, Carr had a more talented offense last year with the Raiders, and got yeah. benched. I know. Well, you know, McDaniel. He had Devontae Adams. Look, as look as great as we think Garrett McDaniel. Wilson is, Devontae Adams is 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 top three in terms of receiver. He might be number one. Could be absolutely. And, and, no and Josh question. Jacobs had an unbelievable year last year. Yes. But we're talking about Josh McDaniel. Yeah, I guess. Because, you know, something's up. I'm just saying. Well, you're right. And, and Josh up. McDaniel, uh, it, there's some question marks there. But he didn't pick the guy that was second in the draft that can't play in two years. No, he sure did waiting. We're waiting two more years for him to play ever again. <laughs> I don't think I don't think we're waiting for him to no. play ever again. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> not, not here. Waiting. Maybe someplace else. He'll be he'll be in Houston backing up. He's not gonna be here. Maybe he's not gonna be here. Back to the phones. Mike's in Manhattan. What's up, Mike? What's up? What's up, guys? Uh, really excited about this Knicks team. This city's been starving for this team to be relevant again, and there's nothing like it in the Garden when this team is 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 rolling right now like they are, and it's just incredible to watch. I got to admit, I was way off on Jalen Brunson. I thought he was just going to be another case of the Knicks overpaying for a free agent, and I had no idea he'd be this good. Arguably, he should be in the MVP race. Obviously, it's probably Giannis or Jokic is going to win it, but there's no – he's a top-five player in terms of no other player has been as integral, especially in clutch-time situations like he has taking over games. So I just think if they can just really keep this mojo going, they're, they're going to be a tough out. Outside of the Bucks, guys – and you might think I'm crazy. I don't think I feared Boston. You see, I was at that game 
couple of nights ago. Boston really struggles against the Knicks. Uh, Cleveland, uh, even Philly, uh, besides Milwaukee because of the Giannis factor, they have nothing, nobody could stop them the size and late than Milwaukee. I really do think this Knicks team could make a run, and they're probably the only team in the league that's probably better on the road than they are at home, which is a rare occasion. So, uh, guys, it's, it's just incredible to see what this team's doing. And, and, and adding Josh Hart, the ultimate glue guy that can help you win, I'm, I'm really buzzing about this team. I, it's just finally – I hope they finally got everything on track and going after years of turmoil and irrelevancy. It's going to be fun to watch, and they can make hopefully a deep run and maybe avoid Milwaukee. Uh, who knows? What are your thoughts on that, guys? Thanks for the time. All right, Mike. Thanks for the phone call. Let's 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 think about this now. I think yes, they can beat Boston, but can they beat them four times? See what I'm saying, Gordon? Yeah. This is where you have to temper your. It's, I want you to be excited. Be excited. It's okay. Of course. But now let, let's just let's just enjoy it and see where it goes. Because, yeah, I know they beat Boston. I know they beat Philly, whatever. But you're, you're talking about beating a team four consecutive times. That's hard to do. You, I don't know that they're ready to do that yet. I don't no. know. I'm not, they're not ready for that yet. That, they're that, not ready for that yet. No. That's, again, you want people to be excited. Curb your enthusiasm a little bit. Well, let's not be expecting trips to the NBA Finals or trips to the Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. No, not yet. But they're on the right path. They seem it, to be on the right It's a whole lot path. better than it has been. Oh, please. Richardson, Manhattan. What's up, Richard? Hi, fellas. Uh, who do you think's the biggest surprise in the NBA? Pleasant surprise. Sacramento or the Knicks? Or is there a team more surprising than those two? Pleasantly. I, I think just in, in terms of overall, you'd have to say what Sacramento Yeah, I was going to. Yeah, yeah, it would be Sacramento. Okay. Fellas, the other night... North Carolina is playing Virginia. Virginia's six-seeded. North Carolina is fifty. The bookmakers give North. It's at home. North Carolina is at home. Give North Carolina a two-point favorite. I'm saying to myself, this is crazy. Six versus fifty. Two points for the fifty team, even though they're at home. North Carolina not only wins, covers the game. They win by nine. So it got me thinking, fellas. One year. Can we try this? One year, the NCAA tournament show. Why don't we have Vegas do the seedings? <laughs> I'm serious. Gordon, you're going to well, like Look, this. Richard, Gordon, it wait, sounds wait, crazy. Wait, 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 Gordon, let me give you one more thing. Okay. Jackie, Jackie Mason said the country would be in much better shape if they let the bookies run the economy. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if that's true. But uh, look, Thanks, right. Richard. Uh, it is crazy. It's out there. But if if one of these betting organizations puts up enough money, <laughs> everything is for sale. It is. It's true. I, I still think it's out there, but it's not It's not that crazy. Like wow. That's the type of thing that you hear in a movie and you're like, oh, it's ridiculous. But uh, look how far we've come already. So in other words, you're telling me it's coming. Well, might be coming. <laughs> it's coming. It might be. It's not out. It's not from where we've come already to where we are now. Another uh-huh. ten years. Who knows? Yeah, you're right. Buddha's in the Bronx. What's up, Buddha? <laughs> you guys are funny, man. <laughs> you know, before I get into your man, uh, blah the blah 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 man, Rob Word Silas. You know. <laughs> 
Listen, you were talking about James Harden and Kyrie Irving. First yes. of all, don't worry about Kyrie doing anything wrong in Dallas because he's just a rental. He's not going to be there next year. You know where he wants to go. And they're the only team that's going to pay him. Yeah. Uh, but Harden, you know, talk about Harden. I mean, Harden's problem is is, is is twofold. You know, he doesn't take care of his body the right way, mm-hmm. but also he struggles with alpha males. You know, in the OKC with Westbrook, he wanted out. Mm-hmm. In Houston with Chris Paul, he wanted him out. Mm-hmm. Now, Kyrie with the Nets, Kyrie, listen, Kyrie turned um, Harden into a shook one. You know, he, he, I mean, he had him intimidated. You can see it even when he gets on the court still, man. Yeah. Kyrie yep. knows that that Harden don't want none of that. The, Kyrie was the alpha between all three of those guys. Yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of the reason why things went the wrong way. Because when your alpha yep. is your alpha, your omega, and all these other different things, the earth is flat. You know, things there's <laughs> gonna be problems there, man. <laughs> but you know, listen, man. Listen, man. With these, with, look, all the good vibes in New York with the sports team, the Yankees. I know we get disappointed in them, but they're a perennial playoff team. The Mets have entered that realm, and the Knicks are, are clearly on the come up. But you got one team that hasn't joined the party. <laughs> New York Jets. Here we go. Rodgers is Rodgers. Rodgers is Rodgers. Carr, I mean, listen, if you're Derek Carr, they can say anything they want. You know Derek Carr is not really the kind of guy that wants to deal with all of this media smoke here, number one. Number two, which is probably number one, he don't want to see no more Patrick Mahomes or even Justin Herbert for that matter. Mm. So when I look at him, I see him looking at, like, the Panthers, good offensive line, good defense, good weapons, looking at the Saints, good defense. I mean, coaching is bad down there. But you can win that division with the borderline mediocre to halfway decent play that he gave you. Because when you really analyze it, I mean, forget Rodgers. I'm sorry. I I just got to forget. He's not coming here. And I don't know why people can't understand that. But between Carr and Garoppolo, you're getting decent quarterback play. None of that is going to get you over the hump. You don't even know who Miami's going to have at their quarterback next year. I, I, I don't think it's going to be Tua. You know, and, well, it will be to start the, the year, now. but, yeah, I mean, he might hurt but himself time to shoot. Even if it is Tua, let's say it's Tua and his brains don't get scrambled. He, they're better than the Jets now. This quarterback yeah. situation is a problem, and I told you all before, Jets fans are going to be sick. <laughs> Baker yeah. Mayfield is under center to start the season next year. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, man. I'm telling y'all. Thanks, man. We got to bounce. Thanks for the phone call. All right, Gordon. So now I know you're on on Saturday, and you know you're doing your TikTok uh, segment. Yeah. Did, did you use the TikTok filter? Which one? The beauty filter? Yes. That everybody's talking? Yeah. Yes. It is. Uh, you know what? It didn't really change my look that much. Really? So yeah. you're already beautiful. I am already beautiful. I have very high cheekbones, so the beautiful the blue you know. eyes. <laughs> my well, wife enjoy- was so ticked off that it didn't change my look that much. <laughs> well, enjoy looking at yourself Saturday. Have a good <laughs> well, weekend. Larry, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> that wraps up this edition of ESPN New York tonight. We'll see you on Sunday. Harvey, Joe, thank you very much. Freddie and Fitz next, 98.7 ESPN. Yummy.